1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are so grateful that you have stayed with us this morning. We're at the beautiful Rose Creek Golf Course in South Fargo for the Bishop's Charity Golf Classic, the Putt for a Purpose. This is actually the 15th year of this Putt for a Purpose. Um, My name is Janine Bitson.
2: And I'm Paul Braun, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Fargo. And uh, sure want to welcome everybody all across the Real Presence Radio Network for for, uh, tuning in today we got another beautiful day out here.
1: We do, and now we have uh, one of the brains behind this whole event is going to tell us more about it. And it's always such a joy to have Steve Shones with us. He's the Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese of Fargo. Big job. Hey, good morning, Janine. uh, Paul,
3: great to be here.
2: You know, we were talking last week, Steve, and uh, you always say, we always have perfect weather for this event. And you know what? We do you know it 's really
3: it 's really amazing and it's a it 's a, a little test that I have for myself. I started about ten years ago well how 's the weather going to be how 's you know what it 's going to be just fine it 's going to be just fine, and every year god 's provided yes, I tell has. you what we haven 't had knock on wood I suppose but uh, we, uh, we 've been blessed with such good weather for this tournament each year. And uh, we're looking forward to another good day. Yeah, it's just beautiful.
2: Um, before we get into uh, the actual golf tournament, though, uh, tell us a little about yourself uh, and your position over at the diocese.
3: Um, yeah, thanks, Paul. And, and I just wanted to take a moment and say thanks to Real Presence Radio for always being here for, for our diocese. And I know all the dioceses of your whole network. And it's so we're so grateful to have you and to spread the gospel and, and uh, to be a part of it. And thank you for being here this morning i um, Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, I came on board 10 years ago, and, uh, and I actually have two roles. I'm the Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese, but I'm also the president of the foundation. And the foundation is where uh, a lot of assets go to to support endowments, to support a lot of different ministries. If it's Catholic schools... If it's a cemetery, a parish, uh, maybe it's a ministry within the diocese. So we're very grateful for the generosity of so many people. It's a, really a reflection of their faith, mm-hmm. and uh, very grateful for that. And great, very grateful to be a part of the of uh, this great faith community.
1: It is. It is something very, very special that is in the diocese of Fargo that um, it, people are just so generous. Uh, they just really, really give from their hearts, you know, and it's a beautiful thing.
3: Well, it's a reflection of people's faith. Right. You know, and when they embrace stewardship, mm-hmm. um, they're embracing the gospel because we are taught to tithe, to give our first fruits, and to, I guess, raise the tide for all boats to rise. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and, and that is so cool. And as we're really focused on vocations and youth youth ministry programs today with the Pup for a Purpose, that's uh, these younger boats that are, you know, just uh, coming up uh, to really help serve the diocese. And I I always hate to say the next generation or, or so forth because they are the faith now. But of course, you know, we're all on road to pilgrimage and we're all at different areas in our lives and uh, to really be able to put a lot into the ministry of our youth programs our schools you know that help develop those vocations down the road is important
2: well you can tell we're at a golf course because you can hear the the vehicles going by every now and
1: then (laughs) (laughs) isn't it great though
2: speaking of golf i'm sure we're not the only diocese that does a golf tournament fundraiser but uh tell us about putt for a purpose why how did this come about how long have we been doing it why do it
3: well 15 years ago uh the concept uh, you know of a golf tournament uh came into being for our diocese and and i know that other dioceses within our listening area has have been doing one much longer and uh it's a great way to um connect folks together to have the clergy and the, and, and the members of our diocese come together. And, and
1: the seminarians yeah. are here, too.
3: And the seminarians, and right, right now in our diocese, they are coming together for their annual oh, meetings, I guess you could say. And so it works out perfectly. And uh, it's just, a, it's, not only do we raise some money, which is very helpful for seminary education and youth programs, but it's a, it's, it's a great way for fellowship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm, in fact, I'm playing with the uh, director of vocations for the diocese today. Well, <laughs> so. You're
1: going to have a lot of fun with Father yeah. Kyle Metzger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous man. In uh, fact, gave a tremendous homily yesterday. He had me in tears. But it's it's just so beautiful, like you say, Steve, to to have these individuals get together. And some of the teams will have a priest on them. Um, my my son and daughter, they have uh, one of the seminarians on their team. And how beautiful is that going to be? They're Good, good friends. In fact, this seminarian is godfather to two of my grandchildren. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so
3: well, if you allow me to editorialize a little bit, your opinion, Nate. You know, uh, our seminarians and especially our priests are operate so much on the island out there, especially in the rural communities where we're at. Mm-hmm. And so, for the the opportunity for them to come out and to see a 150 Members of our diocese and to shake hands and to talk and to visit is so good for them to know that they're not alone. They are part of such a bigger community mm-hmm. and they have our support
1: mm-hmm. as
3: they support us.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we've talked a little bit. You know, we had Brady on talking about the youth ministry and how it's helping them, but um, maybe go a little deeper, not who will benefit from this event as we've been talking seminarians and, and youth ministry, but I'd like to more get in the nitty-gritty. Like, how much does it cost to educate a seminarian? I bet a lot of our listeners across the diocese that we have aren't even aware of the cost to, to educate.
3: Right. In our diocese, uh, we, of course, all of our, our seminarians go outside the, our geographic location for seminary, if it's you know minor or, or major. And... It, it's costly. Uh, we're we're looking at you know on in the first four years, it could be anywhere from twenty five to twenty five to thirty five thousand uh, dollars. Major seminary, it's uh, you know can be upwards of fifty thousand plus. And yeah, it costs a few bucks to make sure that our seminarians have all the resources and and, and have access to the education to form them to be good, effective priests in our diocese. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a uh, It's just paramount. It's paramount that we support them and uh, provide.
1: And and the reason I wanted to ask you that, Steve, is I think it's just so important for our listeners to to have a number because it just seems like that's when people come forward and do what it takes to get it done, you know, when they really understand the costs and and the importance of that, because we do need to, um, all of us, support seminary and education uh, for the future of our churches. Uh, We need to not go skimpy on it, so to speak, because we need to have that faith formation to be so solid that we have priests like Father Kyle Metzger, we have priests like Father Jason Miller, and all those that are in our listening area, I'm not omitting any of you, (laughs) um, but those are just two that uh, we've been highlighting in this segment. So um, it's just so vitally important. So if you're not able to swing a golf club, if you're not able to attend, there are ways that you can contact your diocesan stewardship and development office. Uh, You can contact Steve for those in the Fargo Diocese area who are listening, um, to see how you can help, you know, with those those costs.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, let me put it this way. You know, we can, out in Timbuktu, wherever, which diocese, you got you got a parish, you got a faith community, you got people that are ready to step up and, and to volunteer, but without a priest or a pastor, you got nothing And to provide the sacraments.
1: Yeah, and, and that goes back to, you know, in my talking points, who will benefit from this, Event, you know, it's all of us in in our diocese that are going to benefit from this event with the the programs that uh, the diocese is doing. It's all of us in our listening area when we support our individual diocese and their seminary and education. You know, um, events. Uh, you know, there's what 36 teams that can come out here and golf and have fun and fellowship. Well, that's what, four to five a team? Four. Uh, four, four. four
3: persons per team, Okay,
1: yep. I'm a numbers person. I'm also a former stewardship and development person, so I'm I'm plugging for you, Steve, because we need this. <laughs> I feel it's, you uh, got my back here. I do have your back. I've been there. I've done that, you know. But, you know, it's something that is so important uh, for our listeners to understand, you know, what the actual costs are and how we can all pitch in to to make stronger dioceses and stronger parishes.
2: Has the tournament always supported vocations and youth activities, or is that something that's kind of evolved?
3: Yes, it's been those two areas. Um, and it's because those two areas are, are most in need uh, to be supported, in our diocese anyway. You know, it's so important for us, especially with the focus on the evangelization, uh, to reach out to our youth and to be able to provide scholarships to kids who don't have maybe the monetary means to attend a camp or attend a weekend search, retreat, or whatever it may be. Uh, we want to make sure that we fully have, uh, you know, provide that access to, those, to our youth. All right. Well, we're talking with
2: Steve Shones, Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese of Fargo. And uh, we are going to be back after a short break to talk a little thing. Well, actually, we got about a minute before the next break. So um, uh, real quick question, if we can fill out this minute, your favorite part of the tournament. What's your favorite part?
3: i got to say, yeah, the favorite part is seeing Bishop come out here and seeing all the teams get their picture taken with them. Uh, I know it brings so much joy to Bishop to be able to to see so many of the golfers. But the golfers really enjoy that because those pictures end up on their mantles or on their desks. Yes, they do. (laughs) Like you, ball, I've seen it. And uh, it's just very joyful. And it's just a part of that that fellowship and community that we are.
1: All right. That's so wonderful. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges... We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Oh, it's
2: amazing. The outreach, the ability to touch people just about at any hour of, of every single day is such a blessing. Uh, it, it's a wonderful way to reach into their lives and and just to allow them, on their own time, really to to encounter the life of the church and to share in the prayer of the faithful all over our country and really all over the globe. The ability to to share the teachings of the church in such a dynamic way in so many different ways, you know, that that's just a, a wonderful thing. We've got so many different commentators and and contributors who have their own angle on the living of the faith, and uh, that touches different people in different ways. So I I just can't tell you what a blessing it is. You know, we talk about the mission of evangelization, and it's happening right here.
1: This is Kathy Johnson from Blessed Sacrament in Rapid City. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio.
0: The following interview was brought to you in part by the Catholic Development Foundation of the Diocese of Fargo. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
2: Well, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, Paul Braun with you, along with Janine Bitson. Uh, We're speaking with uh, Steve Shones, the Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese of Fargo. And the reason we have him here is because we are broadcasting live from Rose Creek Golf Course in Fargo. We're here for the annual Putt for a Purpose, our Bishop's Charity Golf Classic, to raise money for vocations and youth activities. Steve's a big part of that, that he is Mr. Putt.
1: <laughs>
2: good, good call him that. Um,
1: well, that that short game that's pretty important because you can drive as far as you can, and uh, it doesn't Mr. do any good if you can't putt. Uh,
3: Mr. Putt, Mr. Purpose, right there. There he is.
1: I'll
3: go heavy on the purpose.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you putt. No. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. oh no, uh, I deserve that. Now, okay. now we got a little trash. No wonder you're not on his team this year. <laughs> Oh well, you know, Steve, it, it is just such a, a great event and and we're just so grateful for our listeners to you know, staying tuned here. But um what what's what's really special about this year? What's unique about this year over other years?
3: Well, I, obviously post-pandemic. Uh we did hold it last year and we had a successful, but it's just so fun to see uh the energy back, uh the, the no worries about Oh, all the other things and the masks and and what have you uh it's just a little lighter this year obviously i don't want to dismiss covid because it's still wreaking havoc out there but uh we we've gotten to the point now after 15 years that we have a lot of people coming back and they just really enjoy this as they do other golf tournaments uh within the diocese in the listening area i i stay close in touch with many of our my fellow stewardship and development directors um I guess Ron Schatz out in Bismarck just had a a great tournament. They had a full slate of 36 teams and very successful. And and much as what happened there was exactly kind of like what happens here. Um, It's just fellowship. It's getting together. It's the excitement of being together as one faith community and uh, in support of seminary and education and uh, youth programs.
1: Mm-hmm. that's wonderful and and we're just grateful for all the hard work that you put into it and then to have a glorious day that you mm-hmm. can uh, see it all come to fruition has to be very rewarding
2: we, we talked earlier about why it's important to support vocations and the youth in our diocese does that go hand in hand
3: absolutely um, you know if you you know the whole Catholic experience in our in our our faith community, I, I feel like there's so many cogs to the wheel that keep the, everything in motion. I mean it's youth programs and it's seminaries and it's Catholic education and you know, you, you name it um, without you know everyone's got to be strong in their own way because tell you what we want to fame or, uh, we, we want to form good, faithful young men and and if they are to that point where they in their life they are discerning the priesthood. We want to be ready and available to accept them and to be able to guide them and to support them financially through that process. Um, You know, the Newman Centers have been just, you know, in Grand Forks and in Fargo, have been just a tremendous uh, way for folks to to go into the seminary. You know, they just get lit on fire there, Mm -hmm. some of them. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, so it takes everyone being strong. To keep the whole wheel going,
1: and and I want to add to that too, because you know when you talked about the Newman centers, and and we are really blessed in the Fargo diocese with strong Newman centers, um, you know feeding the the seminary, but people who are discerning, you know when you are feeling called to the seminary. Do it, you know, and and maybe you're only there a year, maybe you're there four years, but that is not a waste of funds by any means from the diocese. You you are just that much more trained in the holiness of your faith, you know, and, and so it, it's much better to... To try than not to try, <laughs> you know, and and figure that out because it's such an incredible program, and there's a lot of good holy men who went into the seminary who are part of our diocese doing incredible great things. Uh, our new Shanley religion teacher is someone who went to it was in seminary and who is now married. So it's not a waste of funds for the donors, and it's not a waste of time for the young men who are. Not quite sure, you know, where their their calling is yet. So I'm just encouraging all of our listeners to, you know, that holy man, that man that you think would make a great priest. Have him start there, plant that seed, and and maybe he becomes a great holy father. (laughs) Well, a different kind of father. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say that. And and that's a
2: big part about the youth program. Right, Because they're planting that seed. Exactly. Uh, We talked earlier before the show started, a real place to start planting that seed, altar servers. Mm -hmm. Whether they're young boys or young girls, to be close to the altar and to be a part of that. And maybe that... Plants a seed not only for the priesthood, but maybe for a religious life, but certainly to keep their faith strong and through their married lives right. to, to raise their children the church. So encourage your kids to be altar servers. It's a great
1: place to start. Yeah, really. there goes two formal altar servers right there. see walking by. <laughs> <laughs> Hit a hole in one, you guys. <laughs> the golfers
2: are starting to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve. Uh, when you when you think about that um, that planting of that seed, um, your office plants the seed through financing it, that the ability to do so. Right. And 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 tell me the 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 importance of that the, the 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 being able to have the resources to plant that seed.
3: Well, and that's it. I mean, you know people hear Stewardship and Development Office and think about, oh, okay, they're just asking for money again, money. Money, 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 me. <laughs> you
1: know? It's and, not uh, that way at all, though. You know,
3: it, It's not. I mean, obviously, it takes a buck or two to provide ministry and to retain good people to lead those programs and what have you. But uh, it, without good programs or without good priests or without good parishes, without good Newman Centers uh, or effective uh, effective ones, um, we have nothing to raise money for, and so here again, it's we're we're all one body, and we're all working together. Get into the same place, and that's you know that's the gospel.
1: Well, and I think strong domestic churches. You know, for our listeners out there, uh, Dennis and Judy, what a great example of their domestic church and in their family life, and and pointing their kids towards the stories of the saints and so forth. I mean, parents, you are the number one. Educator for your your child in in uh, their spiritual life, and and also I mean in the worldly life. But hopefully that spiritual life is what is uh, leading how they live in the world. Yes, <laughs> you know. But um, you're the number one, and then our parishes and our youth programs and all of that. That's to help support what you have planted uh that's to to help you have the tools and so as our kids grow and 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 so forth um many of us maybe are able to do more um when our kids aren't at home and we can help nurture that in the new you know the the new life that's uh coming into the world do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just a beautiful, like you say, it's a, a circle. It's a, a community. There's many cogs to the wheels, and right. and so those of you who are listening, it's it's not about money. It's about investment into uh, incredible people's lives.
3: Well, I was just, uh, just saying, I was working with the uh, parish down in the southern part of our diocese that they're looking at doing some remodel, and it's been a long time since they have updated their church and and there were some things that really needed to be done and i know the pastor's message to his people saying hey we're all benefiting from the blood sweat and tears and investment that our Mm -hmm. fathers and grandfathers and their their families have provided us maybe it's our time to step up and pass on the faith To our kids and grandkids.
1: That's so important to do, absolutely. Because, you know, in my parents' parish in northeastern Iowa, my husband and I are helping to get that church back, you know, where it once was. And it's like the faith that was planted in in me all comes from back in the 1800s when they were building St. Mary's. And and it's so important to never lose touch and, and understand uh, who came before. And we wouldn't have what we have if it weren't for those who supported us before and maybe that's where you're at now and you can do that now.
2: Right. Now you mentioned investment. Now, there are a lot of folks listening from a lot of different dioceses around the region. Uh, they don't play golf. There's the, So they're, they're not, you know, uh, they, they don't have a way to contribute to the golf tournament without like making a phone call to you, but <laughs> when, you, when you when you think about it, there's more things to invest in than just youth and vocations. I'm at a parish where we're uh, having a major building project we're talking about. Right. And, and So what can people do? What can listeners do in either their own diocese or the Fargo diocese to help their parishes, to help the diocese beyond a golf tournament? Oh, sure.
3: You know, Paul... We're very fortunate we have so many different things in our, in our diocese, throughout this whole listening area, and so many things that need to be supported. For, for many folks, they are compelled to support what is really near and dear to them. You know, Maybe someone is just very um, uh, close to adoration. Adoration is a very important element, and they really want to see that continue. Maybe that's the area that they want to support. I think I can speak for all the diocese uh, development, stewardship, and development directors throughout our listening area to say, "Hey, we just want to help you." the donor do what you want to do and support what you want to support and we will help you so i urge anybody to reach out to their diocesan stewardship and development director and start that conversation and that's all it's got to be is a conversation at this point
1: yeah and and you know we we live in a a beautiful world but we also live in a broken world. And so how beautiful is it that when we have strong dioceses, strong programs of ministry, strong parishes, uh, it helps us to navigate those ups and downs, you know, that we all go through on our pilgrimage in life. Right. So thanks so much, Steve, for being with us. Oh, I can't
3: tell you how much I'm so thankful for RPR being here year in, year out, supporting this tournament and, and supporting the work that we do. And we're very thankful. I just wanted to share that. Well,
1: all glory goes to God. We are just so grateful for the opportunity to be here ourselves. And uh, and and just everything that our listening area people do for, for the ministries that are in their region. It, it just is so important for us to keep the Catholic faith strong. Uh, and it is God that does that, but it, he does it through you and uh, and through you answering that call. And so thank you so much for listening, and, and maybe pray and discern how, what that next step is. All right.
2: Thanks again, Steve. And up next, we're going to travel to our neighbor to the west, the Diocese of Bismarck. We're going to talk about an exciting event coming up this fall. Stay with us
0: on RPR. Live, engaging, and local.